1: at Mount Aloysius College in Pennsylvania, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we are here to honor you uh, for your community service and your integrity and your character. We are proud to partner with the Caught in the Act Awards. We travel campus to campus and give away this award to a single student athlete for their character and community service and and their their performance off the field. Uh, We were talking to the coaching staff earlier and it was unanimously voted. Uh, And this is the first time it's ever happened, that every single person in this room wins this award. So congratulations. Give yourselves a round of applause. Now I need uh, a spokesperson, one of you, maybe a senior, um, a leader, uh, a team captain, and you can pick who it is. Who is it? Bud? Come on down, bud. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause. Come on. Is it Bud? Bud? What's your name? Ryan. Ryan? I wasn't even close. I thought it was Bud. Okay. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Good. How are you? You've been chosen by your peers to be the spokesperson for Mount Aloysius College to talk about the um, community service and the integrity of every student athlete in this room. Now, what year are you and what is your team? I'm a senior and I'm on the soccer team. Okay, now I've heard from uh, earlier that your uh, conference does this uh, thing where they award um, different campuses for their community service. And out of eight awards, you guys won half of them. You won four of those awards. Is that correct? Yes. And uh, give me an example of some of the community service projects you guys have done. Uh, the soccer
2: team has done, we went to Indiana campus and set up a book drive where all the college students could go and buy books. Um, last year we went up right up the road and cleaned up the what was that place railroad. the railroad museum up there we cleaned up all the trash and stuff up there so i'm not sure about any of the other teams but
1: okay well you're making the, play, the world a better place a more beautiful place uh, let's have a female student athlete to talk about what your team did who thanks ryan i appreciate it good job good luck to you let's have now who's this Is your name Bud? No. no. it's not Bud? Okay. What's your name? Lindsay. Lindsay. Okay. And what is your team?
2: Uh, basketball.
1: Basketball. And softball. And, and softball. softball. Double sport. All right. Yeah. And uh, either one of those teams, what are some of your service projects you've done?
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I'm an assistant. Uh, for the basketball team, we, uh, we did like a book collection. Well, not a book collection. It was a book bag set up um, in Altoona. Just uh, put more supplies and, like, put added supplies in, into some of the book bags and send them off to uh, the schools for, the, like, any of the needy children. Um, softball, we're kind of still thinking of some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I know we had a couple of kids. Um, also, some of the, like, unfortunate kids came up to the gym one day, and we just, like, played a bunch of games with them. Just kind of got them involved, did some team-building things with them.
1: Well, that's inspiring to everybody listening, uh, student-athletes, college students, getting involved, community service, high integrity, high character. Thank you, Lindsay, for coming on the show and representing, along with Ryan, all of the student-athletes here at Mount Aloysius College. Give yourselves one more round of
0: applause. Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker interviewing amazing people from coast to coast. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Ritz or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show. I'm in Columbus,
1: Ohio with the Columbus Blue Jackets of the NHL, and our guest is Chris Clark of the Columbus Blue Jackets. How are you, Chris?
3: Doing well, thank you.
1: I am uh, so happy and proud to be with your organization here in the, is this the Nationwide Arena? Did I get that right? Yes, yes it is, yep. And uh, your role with the team is? Development coach. Um,
3: Which basically means I'll follow around our our draft picks, Um, basically all the guys that are not here with Columbus, with the Blue Jackets organization, whether college, um, junior, European, and our farm team in Springfield, Massachusetts.
1: That sounds, I mean, that's a lot of places and a lot of guys that are directly under your wing. I mean, this is, uh, I'm imagining just a crazy job for for you. Time management, um, emails, the internet, these guys, what they're going through at their age, I mean, are you losing your mind? It's not bad. It's fun. Um, I actually love traveling. I, I like
3: that part of it. It's tough being away from home, but the traveling and, and seeing different games and different organizations. Um, this year coming up, we'll have three guys on one team all at the University of Minnesota, which will make it a little bit easier. But for the most part, I'll go from Portland, Oregon to uh, Czech Republic or Sweden, Finland. Uh, we have a guy playing the Swiss League next year. So it's, it's one part of the United States all the way over to Europe and, and back. So it, it can get pretty hectic and, and just trying to, to see as many guys as I can.
1: So the travel. Um Uh, these guys although they are I guess members of the Columbus Blue Jackets you've got your main squad with the Blue Jackets the uh, NHL players and then you've got your your new players the draft picks sort of the farm team I'm guessing those are the guys you're in charge of
3: pretty much uh Springfield you can have a 50-man roster in your organization some teams keep 48 47 um, be about 22 or so here in Columbus another 20 or so in uh in uh, Springfield, those are just our signed guys. So most of the guys I'm in charge of, besides Springfield, are unsigned. So unlike other sports, college guys can get drafted at 18, go play four years of college. It's basically free for us development. They're getting developed there, we don't have to pay for them until when they graduate, then we have the choice: to, Are they good enough? Do we like what we see? We sign them. It's the same with junior players. Got they have until they're twenty, which is two years less. Uh, Europeans is also four years, so it's different rules and different than other sports.
1: And you were telling me about character. Uh, we love talking about character and integrity on this public affairs radio show. Um, you were actually saying when you draft these guys, there, there's, there's times when you won't draft a guy if he's got a character issue. And you might even go check with his girlfriend or some of his players or teammates, you know, what kind of guy he is before you actually draft him.
3: Absolutely. yeah. Our uh, our scouts do an unbelievable job. It's not just what they see on the ice. Like, that's not what I do. Um, but I sit, on, sit in on these meetings and, and see what they're saying. And You could look at their stats, and they're 10 times better than the other player, but we might take the other player because we like what he could do in the future, but we like his character, um, his off-ice, their interviews with him. Uh, If he's going to be a high draft pick, they'll go to teachers, they'll go to parents, they'll go to uncles. If they can find someone to to talk to, and, you know, there might be a character, they'll go to trainers. Trainers have probably the best behind-the-scenes view of, of a lot of players, and they're honest, you know. Um so it's they'll do their homework and we don't want as our organization, some organizations are different, but ours we, we rely a lot on character.
1: Well, sports imitates life and uh not every listener of this radio show is a professional athlete. But what we can take away from this is it's the same it's the same thing in life or in corporate America. Uh maybe you're not the greatest at your job, but if you've got character and integrity you will get opportunities maybe more so than the guy that, that has a little more uh, skill set than you do based on your character and integrity. That's fantastic to hear. It's part of the uh, framework here with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Chris Clark is our guest from the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's the development coach, works with the young guys, uh, character, integrity. What about, um, you know, I'm not suggesting anybody does get in trouble, but uh, I'm sure you don't like it when your phone rings at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, these are young guys. They like to have fun. What do you tell them about going out and having a cocktail?
3: You know, it's it's the same with anything, um, especially now with social media. And, you know, I might find out before they tell me. But it's something during our camp we'll sit down with the guys before they leave and it's, you know, let me know. If I find out before you tell me, I'm going to be obviously a little more upset. You know, your coach, everybody's going to be upset. I'm going to be upset as well. Let me know. Um, it's the same thing when I go visit them. I'll tell them I'm coming to watch your game tonight. Um, let me know if you're not playing. It could be you could be hurt. You could be suspended. You could. Your coach. i been running in with your coach, and he's sitting you. Let me know, because if I'm sitting in the stands with you, and then I'm, you know, if I traveled 500 miles to come sit in the stands with you, I won't be happy. But, you know, I haven't had any problems. I've been doing it for two years, and I've been, knock on wood, lucky with. Like I said, we draft character. Guys are going to make mistakes, but you don't want to make the same mistakes over. And I've been lucky with off ice issues with all of our guys. Have been fantastic.
1: So two years with Columbus. And uh, I'm impressed as well that you've spent 13 years as a player in the NHL. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, 13 with a little stint in the minors there in the beginning. But yeah, it was uh, probably 13 more years than I thought I would ever play. So, you know, I was lucky. Um, I wasn't the most skilled, but. I might have had all those, some of those other things that, uh, that counted as well. So
1: what you're saying is you, you weren't that great of a hockey player. You just had great character. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I had something. That, that's it. You know, there was a lot of guys a lot better than
3: I was, um, but got caught up in life outside of hockey. Yeah. And, you know, I was focused at the time, and a lot of luck went my way to make it, and a lot of luck went my way to stick. And, there's, like I said, a lot of guys that were a lot better than I was. Um, but you need to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good at the same time. So when my opportunities came, I was in the right frame and ready for it. And some guys get in an organization, sometimes they're unlucky where they don't get those shots when they're at their best.
1: Well, you're young enough that uh, you really connect with these guys, but you're also old enough that, you know, if that was 15 years ago when you started playing hockey professionally, that was seven years before social media existed. So you've really seen a change with how, uh, decisions and social media and perception versus reality and what you do online and your online persona, how that can affect a professional athlete. Um, what, was it, what was it, I guess, at what point of your career were you when you really noticed maybe Facebook or one of those first early uh, social media platforms and how they affected some of the guys on your team?
3: It happens um, all the time. Guys just are in a background of a pitcher and they could be totally innocent and at a party or at a bar or whatever, but they get tagged and you know, it, it just it it blows up. It you can't tell what happens from a picture, but pictures are all, everybody's got a picture, has a camera in their pocket. Now.
1: Did it ever happen to you? You were it you know, you're at a party, it, you're drinking Gatorade, you're it, totally sober, but you're at a, par- a party yeah. where some guy has something else in his hand. Exactly, it it's it never, did not
3: happen. to you. It never happened to me, but it, it happens. You, you, it, absolutely, I I was not smart enough, but maybe lucky enough to not. I, I never put myself in those situations because it's just just not my personality. I. I was focused, but that's not my, my thing, wasn't after, you know, late at night I was, like I still, I'm in the bed early, so it just, that's the way I was, so I didn't have to fight those urges, some guys do, it's, it's just the way they are, it's the way they're wired, and you know, you, you think, well, why can't he just go home and go to bed, but it doesn't happen, but they need to make those good choices, and that's a lot of what I talk to these guys about, a lot of them are in college, and you know, they could be 20 years old, playing in the NHL, making millions you have a target on your back but you can make it's like being in school with a lot of money Mm -hmm. so these they you just you try to teach them about what happened to you in the past or guys and whatever um it's just examples and the more you give them the more hopefully something sticks if it helps one
1: guy then you helped one guy that's one more you might not have if you didn't speak up Chris Clark is uh, joining us on the program. He's the development coach with the Columbus Blue Jackets in the NHL. How long has uh, the NHL had a team here in Columbus? How long has it been here? Because this has been an expansion team, right?
3: Yeah, I think we're at uh, 13, 14 okay. years. I'm not exactly sure, um, but yeah, it's it's still it's one of the the two newest teams. With well, it. you've got
1: the the city uh, monopoly here of the four major professional leagues. This is it in Columbus. I mean, except for Ohio State football, which is almost professional football. But so that's kind of this is a really uh, interesting market. It's a big city, but uh, only one pro team. The NHL. That's got to be great for your fans.
3: It is. Uh, we also have the the Clippers and the crew with baseball, minor league baseball, and, and major league soccer. Uh, it's tough to compete with uh, with Ohio State and what they do over there. There they take the headlines and for granted. They've you know they've had the. The spotlight for a lot of years and they have it's it's an unbelievable atmosphere to go watch games over there but i think we're trying here we made the playoffs last year for the second time in in our uh, existence so it's we need a winner we need you know the fans are going to be here because it was new mm-hmm. then we have to put the the product on the ice and start winning games and winning playoff series and all that but i think we're headed in the right direction at this time
1: well it's exciting the arena is beautiful it's only uh, a decade and a half old but it looks Five minutes old. It looks brand new. Uh, one of my favorite logos in professional sports is the Columbus Blue Jackets. We'll, you know what? We'll put the logo on my website, AdamRichShow.com. Check that out. Before I let you go, Chris, uh, let's talk a b- little bit about your playing days. What were some of the pro teams you played with in the NHL?
3: I started in Calgary. Uh, I was drafted by Calgary um, in '94. Um, played there for about five years. We actually I went to the finals against Tampa. Lost in Game Seven, two to one. So. Actually, we were up. Uh, we, if we won game six, we would have won it as well, so we just needed one of the last two games to win. But So cup in the building, two nights in a row, and not being able to finish is, is tough. Um, after that, I was traded to Washington. Played there for five years. I uh, was a captain for four and then I uh, played my last year and a half here in Columbus and this is where we have settled down as a family and and uh, got the job here so it's been great.
1: That is great. And you go to Calgary as a young man, how old were you? And you're from you're from New York, Connecticut. You're from Connecticut? Oh my gosh, talk about the other side of the continent.
3: Yeah, pretty much. It was, yeah, I didn't know much about Calgary at the time, but you know, beautiful city in the right in the foothills of the rocky mountains and it was it was awesome great place to play canadian market fans loved it that was the only thing going there they had cfl football but that was the the big ticket in town there as well so that was that was a lot of fun well, how old uh, were you then 22 just 22. graduated well no sorry
1: 23 because i had uh, played a year in the minors and did you have to have like a whole different set of uh, like coaches or maybe a financial advisor, just to tell you what the money was, or you to get a new passport. I mean, there's a whole lot of things you have to worry about that the Canadian players didn't have to worry about.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, when you think of professional athletes, and I didn't think of this, you know, playing college or whatever. But you pay taxes in every state you play in. Some cities have taxes. I had to do it in two countries and <laughs> have a, an accountant in the U.S. accountant in Canada. Just, just a there's no way any one person or regular accountant can keep track of of all that stuff. It wasn't, the money was great. It wasn't a lot, a lot, a lot, but it's just keeping up with all that stuff. So it's, it's amazing how um, the stuff you have to deal with sometimes just by playing in two different countries at the time.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine at age, at age 22. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. It's hard enough to be 22 years old and have a, just your first job in America, let alone be a professional athlete in a different country. So Chris Clark is our guest, a professional hockey player from uh, the NHL, now with the uh, front office of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And um, your favorite memory as a player, tell me about it. Uh, maybe
3: either scoring my first goal, um, playing my first game, but a lot of it comes back to playing in the finals and, mm-hmm. and playing with Calgary. And it was it was amazing to go through. You get to the to the last game we're fighting to try to get that tying goal and it didn't happen but just being in that moment and knowing the stanley cup was in the building and just not getting to it i'm not saying it's the greatest memory but it's something i'll never forget
1: that's awesome and i was gonna just i was gonna end it with that because that was so cool but i gotta ask you this best hockey movie ever is Slapshot. Slapshot, slap shot without a doubt i agree with you worst movie hockey movie ever has to be slap shot part two Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes.
0: The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio.
1: Thanks again for listening to the show, and we are proud to move along with our next guest, Jennifer Connor. Hi, Jennifer. How are you?
2: Hi, Adam. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me.
1: I wish this was television because you're so bubbly and happy, and the smile on your face, I'm sure it will come through. The radio, but I wish our friends uh, listening could see your face. Because why are you so damn happy?
2: Oh well, you're such an well. I am. I, I know. I'm happy. I think it's the mustard that's making me so happy. So, but uh, um, but also being with you, you're an inspiration to us all. And um, I, you know, I think also my philosophy in life is, you know, it's every day is short. You've got to make the best of it. And you know, better to be happy than sad. And um, and I, you know, really want to spread that sunshine out there in the world. Well,
1: you're spreading uh, the sunshine, and uh, that's a great segue into. The color of the sun is yellow. <laughs> you are known as the Mustard Girl. Yes. Uh, you own the company, it's a mustard company called... Mustard Girl Mustard, yes. correct?
2: Yes, that's correct. And uh, Mustard Girl Mustard started in 2007. And um, how it got started was, I went to the University of Wisconsin Madison, and there was a small mustard farmer there that made this amazing mustard. I used to put it on everything, and he be that he then became too old to make it by hand. So I went to him and I said, "Oh my gosh, uh, Mr. Rendell, I can't imagine the world without your mustards, and I want to, you know, spread the sunshine with everyone, make everyone happy with this, and and you know." continue on with your business. And he said... Um no, I don't think so. You're just an art history major. This will be, you know, you crazy little lady. And so I said, uh, well, well, you know, I really thought that I could, I said, well, this without a business plan or anything, I said, well, give me a week. I'll figure this out. So I was just, I just prayed to my higher power. I'm like, um, you know, dear God, um, if you could please give me a sign when I go up north to our family's cabin for a rainbow or a shooting star, that would be awesome. So, you know, God never works out how you want it to work out. And it was raining and thundering all weekend (laughs) long. So then I said, well, Sunday rolled around. I said, well, I'm going to go to church and this will be my last, you know, resort. Um, maybe if you could just have the uh, father say yellow during the sermon, that, you know, that'll be a sign. So I went to church and the father got up and he said, there comes a time in life and we're all in a little bit of doubt, but just remember it's like going back and having faith in the mustard seed. If you have faith in the mustard seed, you will move mountains. And I was like, "Oh my God!" And I was—I it, mean, it touched my life. It changed my life. And that's uh, a—that's a pretty good sign. Yeah. Uh-uh. Thank God I didn't get in the ketchup business because there are no tomatoes in the Bible, no, <laughs> you know. No. So, yeah. but I—but uh, that was—it was, it was it, that changed my life. And I went back and I told the mustard uh, farmer what happened. He said, "You know, Jennifer," he's like. I don't want to be struck down by lightning if I don't sell you these recipes. So he's like, "I'll believe in you. I just wanted to make sure you had enough compassion and love as I do as I pass this baby on." But I know you can do it. And so then we uh, we worked together, and I um, we got the um, I found a manufacturing company to make the recipes. And so the nice thing about the mustards is that they're all natural and gluten free, and they're all they're um, nationally award winning. They won the worldwide mustard competition just recently, so that was really exciting. And, um, you know, my goal is to, you know, of course, spread that sunshine out there in the world, make people's taste buds happy, including hot dogs. And um, I uh, and also I like my a part of, you know, my mantra is also to give back as well. I like, you know, so I attach myself to Make a Wish Foundation in Wisconsin and um, and then the Common Threads organization, which is to was started by Art Smith, which helps um, inner city kids um, teaching them how to cook healthier or cook better and eat healthier to help end childhood uh, obesity.
1: Well, that's why, you know, we bring you on the show to talk about uh, your philanthropy work and charity work through Mustard Girl. Portions of the proceeds Mm -hmm. goes to... um, those charities you mentioned, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yes. And I want to learn more about the one you just mentioned um, with the child fighting child obesity. Sure. What is it called again?
2: Sure, it's called Common Threads. So the website is www.commonthreads.org. And so um, there's um, there's a place in a Chicago office, Washington DC office, and also one in um, Los Angeles. And basically what um, what Common Threads does is it goes into the inner city schools and we set up uh, these camps, so we have chefs that come in, and we bring in all these fruits and vegetables, fresh fish, uh, meats. We teach them about all the different types of foods, and then we teach them how to cut the vegetables, prepare them, and then cook the meals at home. So these, and the, and the, what we provide them with are everyday food that you can find cheaply at the grocery store, and then tell them the health benefits of it, and and how you know starting these, um, it's like starting with a little mustard seed early once you. Teach them how to cook and eat healthier, better. It'll set, um, you know, a a good future for them in the future because they're going to be. It's going to create awareness, and then they're going to pass it on to their families, and hopefully that. You know, we're wanting to get this next generation who who are probably who a lot of the kids are just eating you know uh, fast food a lot because it's cheaper and it's easier, and we just want to kind of start a new revolution with educating about what is good for you and how to stay healthy and and the importance of long life and that these kids are you know we want to be great leaders of our next time and so it's a wonderful opportunity to reach out to these kids and give them inspiration and, you know, some of them want to grow up and be chefs now, you know, or, yeah. or they see that there is hope and promise out there in the world to live, you know, happy lives and we inspire them. We talk about what they want to be when they get older and it's just a really one-on-one, hands-on, uh, uh, wonderful experience. I mean, I, I cry every time I go in there. I mean, it's, it's been great, but it's um, something that, you know, I strongly support and i very proud to be a part of the well, organization. I can
1: tell. You're the passion in your voice, uh, uh, again, the smile on your face, and you know what? We're gonna have a picture of you on our on the re- website. So AdamRichShow.com. Check out a picture of Jennifer Connor, the uh, CEO and president of Mustard Girl mm-hmm. Mustard. Uh, we ran into her at one of your Costco promotions. You are. Uh, I shouldn't jinx it, but you're on the precipice of doing a huge national deal with Costco's of America. Is that right?
2: Yes, yes. We're having faith in that mustard seed. This all yeah. shines through. But, um, but I've been. Um, it was it was such a wonderful opportunity to work with Costco. They're a great, wonderful company, and a great way for the brand to grow. And so I've been doing. Um, I've so far have done. Over 30 road shows all over the Midwest and in, in various cities, um, and we this will be a really exciting time. And I you know currently. Um, not only with Costco, but I just established regional status with Whole Foods in the Midwest, and um, a lot of top restaurant chains in the Midwest, too, like Let Us Entertain You, Gibson's, and Stanley's, um, so I got into Cisco and U.S. Food Service, and um, I, my first ballpark was in um, Charleston, uh, South Carolina, with the River Dogs, so they have Mustard Girl down there, and the Mallard Ducks, which is exciting, and, um, you know, that fancy yellow mustard is certainly makes any hot dog happy, so we, we hope <laughs> that uh, get the squeeze on with that mustard girl but um and anyway we it's a really um you know exciting time This has been a dream come true and i'm and, you know it's been hard harder than the nails it's the hardest thing i've ever done but my best advice to say is you know you, you know to have faith in your higher power and never give up you know surround yourself with good people and always have faith in your mustard seed you know i mean it, even though things get really bad just hang on the next day you know it's bright it'll brighten up and something really good will happen and these are all stepping stones like weights to prepare you for the road that lies ahead and so I feel like it brings tears to my eyes you know for the blessing that I received and I, mean, I never that I would never get into mustard you know yeah. I mean I've always I've always loved it you know but but this is something that made your soul happy and uh and you know be, you know before I pass on to the next you know time I just uh, really hope I can touch a lot of people's lives through mustard and to their <laughs> souls so it's kind of a, a good for the uh, heart and soul kind of mustard you know
1: eight billion People on the planet, and I bet you're the only art history major that owns a mustard company now.
2: That's right, and yeah, absolutely. There's got to be one for everyone, right?
1: Now, before I let you go, uh, I know that mustard tastes fantastic. On a corn dog mm-hmm. on a hot dog mm-hmm. uh, I know it tastes uh, really good on a, on a bologna sandwich with cheese mm, uh, you know what though I'm not much of a connoisseur of, of the culinary arts so you mm-hmm. give me a quick example of, of what I need to do with with some of your mustard on okay. something that I wouldn't have otherwise put it on
2: okay I I was the founder and the inventor of the mustard girl brat pizza should I tell you that recipe it's amazing yeah. so you so you go to the grocery store and you get a baboli pizza uh-huh. bottom and then you you just heat it up in the oven just so it's a little bit crispy. And then you make the sauce which is um, um, a quarter cup of um, sour cream um, mixed with, um, or you can do sour cream or you can do um, regular cream mixed with um, stone ground mustard, and that would be like three or four tablespoons, so that's the base, and then you put on um, fully cooked Johnsonville beer-soaked brats, and then um, mozzarella cheese, and then you put it in the oven for seven minutes, and then you take it out They put sauerkraut on it. So you have your brat pizza, and it's definitely like a, everything that will fit a true staple of a true Wisconsin night, you know? And then how could you not love it, like, with pizza? Pizza and mustard and and uh, and uh, cheese and brats, so that's and that's really good. And then I also love putting mustard on my um, fried egg sandwiches, and ah. yeah, which are just it, the fancy sweet and fancy yellow is so good. It adds that extra zing, and of course the grilled cheese. Um, and then I also use the um, my uh, honey mustard sa- um, on the salmon as a glaze. So the nice thing about these mustards is you can use also use them as a marinade on everything. So it makes it so easy. You can have this, you know, you can just. Jazz things up to a five-star meal in two seconds with Mustard Girl mustard, you know. <laughs> so it's a you know a good you know rock and roll kind of mustard. So, um, but um, but I, but then I I know you, know you can truly do so many things with it these days. You know, it's quite diverse, and each mustard tastes so good that you want to keep squeezing back for more. It's it's. You know. What's
1: uh, how can our listeners find out about? Uh, is it mustardgirl.com yep. that easy? Yep. Mustardgirl.com.
2: Mustardgirl.com, and if they ever wanted to reach out or say hello, my email's on the there as well. And if you wanted to order from there too, um, I'd be happy to ship to you as well.
1: She's Mustard Girl, Jennifer Connor. Uh, we thank you. Oh, what's the Twitter?
2: Yeah, the Twitter is Mustard Girl USA.
1: Mustard Girl USA, Jennifer Connor. We can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on the show to talk about your work with the Make a Wish Foundation, Common Threads, Child Obesity, all very important social issues. We're, we're so glad that you're. Uh, passionate about helping out uh, as well as your awesome mustards. So we wish you the best of luck.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Well, it's just been, I appreciate that. It's just such an honor to be on your show and keep on spreading that sunshine. You you are Mustard Girls' uh, number one mustard man. Love you to pieces.
1: Can I be Mustard Man? <laughs>
2: yeah, you can be Mustard Man. I'll get you a, a later hosen, okay? <laughs> so we are <at> my dirndl? <laughs>
1: it's the Adam Ritz Show. Another great show. We'd like to thank our live audience at the beginning at Mount Aloysius College in Pennsylvania. Can't thank you enough for your warm, Welcome in hospitality. Our featured interview today was with Chris Clark of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Coach Clark works with the young players on uh, character and integrity and making great decisions. And we'd like to thank Mustard Girl, Jennifer Connor not only for her mustard, but for her community service as well, for working with uh, Child Obesity and the Make-A-Wish Foundation and more. Check us out on Twitter, at Adam Ritz, or on Facebook at slash Adam Ritz Show.